Welcome to another episode of Practicing His Presence with Elder Gail Osby. I'm excited about today's message as always. Today we're talking about living a supernatural life. And when I say living a supernatural life, I mean living a life through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit brings us so much of a refreshing and it manifests itself through revival. It's the outpouring of God's Spirit upon us. It's a supernatural fire of God, the Shekinah glory that brings forth laughter and joy and other spiritual phenomenon. His presence is awesome in our lives. Today we're talking about the restoration of the power of the Holy Spirit, which is paramount to every believer. You know, the prophets began to speak concerning the word and concerning the season that we're in. God is speaking expressly to us through Isaiah 43 and 19. He says, behold, I will do a new thing. He is working to restore everything to its original design. He is doing a new thing, not just in the world, not just on your job, not just in your city, but he's doing a new thing inside of you. I believe it's God's plan and purpose for the church to move into supernatural power to manifest his miracles in the earth. It's time we stop talking about it and it's time we let God have his divine way. The supernatural reveals God in his present day. When we experience God's power for healing, deliverance, and miracles, we know that Jesus is on the scene. The supernatural power of God comes through a revelation from him. It brings acceleration, momentum. It brings us about our spiritual momentum and it removes any stagnation that you may be experiencing. If you ever wondered why you, you can't accomplish something, that's because the enemy has you in a holding pattern. He has you still because he wants you to lose what God is doing. He wants you to miss out on the miracle power of God. When God's power flows in and through us, We receive the blessings and the provisions, and it accelerates us into that new place that God has for us. The supernatural power of God, it overcomes every impossibility. See, when you're in the natural and you're thinking for yourself, you say that mountain's too, too, too big to move. It becomes impossible for you. But when God puts his hand in the mix, There is no impossibility. All things are possible through him. God gives us power to overcome. Mark 10 and 27, it tells us, with men, it is impossible. With who? With men. But not with God. For with God, all things are possible. He didn't say some things. He said all. Everything is possible through God. That's when we rest in him. We rely on him. We depend on him and seek him out for his ways and his will concerning us. So what is it going to take for us to break through the natural realm in order to walk in the supernatural? 
whether it's through revelation from God or whether we witness or experience a visible demonstration of his kingdom and power. When we follow God's plan of renewal through repentance, refreshing, and restoration, I can tell you, rest assuredly, God will pour out his spirit in our lives and give us miraculous breakthroughs. In the book of Genesis, we see God and the Holy Spirit in action. Many believe that the Holy Spirit didn't come onto the scene until the New Testament, but that's not true. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 2 says, In the beginning, or verse 1 says, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. Then verse 2 begins by saying, Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Who is the Spirit of God? That's the Holy Spirit. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So in the beginning, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, was, had creative power. The same Holy Spirit that is present today was present in the beginning. Hallelujah. So being baptized in the Holy Spirit and receiving a new infilling of the Holy Spirit is what we want to receive today. John's baptism was into repentance and Jesus' baptism was into the Holy Spirit. The baptisms of John and Jesus. Let me just read this in your ear. Matthews 3, verses 1 through 11. It says, here begins the wonderful story of Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. In the book written by the prophet Isaiah, God announced that he would send his son to earth and that a special messenger would arrive first to prepare the world for his coming. This messenger would give out in the barren wilderness, Isaiah said, and will proclaim that everyone must straighten out his life to be ready for the Lord's arrival. This messenger was John the Baptist. He lived in the wilderness and taught that all should be baptized as a public announcement of his decision to turn their backs on sin so that God would forgive them. People from Jerusalem and from all Judea traveled out into the Judean wasteland to see and hear John. And when they confessed their sins, <clears throat> he baptized them in the Jordan River. His clothes were woven with camel's hair, and he wore a leather belt, locusts, and wild honey were his food. Here is an example of his preaching. Someone is coming soon who is far greater than I am, so much greater than I am, not even worthy to be his slave. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with God's Holy Spirit and fire. Then one day Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John there in the Jordan River. The moment Jesus came up out of the water, he saw the heavens open and the Holy Spirit in the form of a dove descending on him. And the voice from heaven said, You are my beloved son. You are my delight. 
The significance of this event lies in God's public approval of Jesus. The whole Trinity is involved. The Son, Jesus Christ, submits to the ordinance. The Holy Spirit, or the Spirit of God, rests upon Jesus, and the Father's voice, he voices his pleasure of what was just done. The Spirit, the Bible says, was like a dove, similar to that in 1 Genesis 1 and 2, which says how God hovered over, he moved over the waters. In the same sense, this is a picture of what God, the Holy Spirit, does with man, with his infilling. In other words, when Jesus comes, he will immerse you. He comes with the Holy Spirit. He's not coming to sprinkle water on the body of Christ or sprinkle water into the Holy Spirit, but he's going to use the same process John the Baptist used by immersing us in water and by the same spirit that God sent that covered him. God sent his spirit to Jesus the same way he sends his spirit to us. The baptism of the Holy Spirit was so important to the establishing of the early church that Jesus himself submitted to the ordinance. I should say the baptism of repentance and the Holy Spirit. When we see the Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, we know that they're one. John, indeed, he was, he was a, a, a precursor. He was to go before Jesus to introduce repentance because repentance was in the land. And you must repent prior to accepting and receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I mean, God really had everything planned out for us. Hebrews 6 and 1 and 2. He admonishes the believers not to go backwards, but to continue to move forward, to advance. It's the call for every believer to mature, to come into the knowledge of God. How can I backslide? Well, by not walking according to the teachings or the doctrines of Christ. The writers of Hebrews and that was Apostle Paul, must have known the church would lay aside the doctrine and focus on, his, on themselves. You know, Apostle Paul had a very heavy charge. Jesus gave him a heavy, heavy job to do, which is to go out and to begin to save those who did not know Christ. He sent them to the Gentiles, unbelievers. So Paul had to establish laws. He had to establish the laws that Jesus had set forth. And of course, we know that the New Testament during his time was not written. So much of what he read to them was through the Old Testament. So he had to do some interpretations. Hebrews 6 and 1 and 2. Let me just read this to you. It says, Therefore, leaving the principle of the doctrines, the teachings of Christ... Because he was talking to the church at this time. And he was warning them. Let us not let us go on unto perfection. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. Yes, and that's what John was teaching. Correct? Giving up your sins. And of faith towards God. Of the doctrines of baptisms. Because we know that there are more than one type of baptism. And of laying on of hands. 
and of resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. I want to read this to you in the Message Bible so it'll really hit home. You'll really understand what Apostle Paul was saying at this time. He says, So come on, let's leave the preschool finger painting, exercises on Christ, and get on with the grand work of art. Grow up in Christ. The basic foundational truths are in place. Turning your back on salvation by self-help and turning in trust towards God, baptismal instructions, laying on of hands, resurrection of the dead, eternal judgment, God helping us. We'll say true to all that, but there's so much more. Let's get on with it. Get on means to go, to advance in teaching. It's a call to move forward into perfection, into maturity, both mentally and morally. Baptism for the Christian church means to plunge down, to submerge oneself, or to be submerged into a body of water. When we're born again, we receive a measure of the Holy Spirit. As the Holy Spirit dwells in us, He lives in each and every one of us. He's our comforter, our guide. And it's through the Holy Spirit that we're able to bear fruit. When we receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit through his baptism, it is so that we might receive the fullness of God. To be filled with the Holy Spirit opens the door to the gifts of the supernatural in our lives. And not only for our lives, for those who are around us. Because we touch so many people on a daily basis. Everyone who comes in contact with you should receive the or feel the presence of God. The presence of the Holy Spirit that is upon you. It is a gateway to the supernatural presence and power of God. You see, the Holy Spirit is just like Jesus. He's someone who can stand in Jesus' stead. That's why Jesus said it was needful that he leave so that he can send the comforter. He had to send the Holy Spirit to man. The Holy Spirit, he adds life unto your life. He's our paraclete. He is a living entity that attaches himself to you and he adds to your life. He walks you through your life so that you're never alone. He teaches and instructs and reveals you to who Jesus is and what the Bible says. When John the Baptist spoke to Jesus, he said, He will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. The promise is that after the baptism, experience we would be clothed with power he's promising that we would be immersed with God's presence Acts gives an account of the continuation of Jesus's work through the Holy Spirit at the early the work of the early church the Holy Spirit that provides miraculous power and wisdom and we know that Jesus He is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So that concludes this morning's reading about the supernatural life that God wants you to live. I encourage you, do all you can 
to be in the word of God and not only the word of God. Begin to seek out the Holy Spirit. Begin to inquire in your prayer time and let God know you need more of the Holy Spirit. You need more. You need more of his power, more of his presence in your life. You need more because God has great things for you to accomplish. So right now, we just release it to you right now. We ask, Father, in the name of Jesus, that to each and every person that is on this line, that you would reveal to them the next level and who they are, that you would allow the Holy Spirit to encompass them, to move upon them, to change them from one person, one man to a new man, to give them the grace and the anointing to overpower every situation and circumstance. Father, we thank you that they are seekers of God and seekers of your spirit. And Father, we thank you for all that you're doing in their lives today. We speak increase. We speak newness. We speak new influences, new people, a new walk for them. Father, whatever they are desiring, whatever they stand in need of, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, we ask you to release it today. In Jesus' name, amen.